You know, the last couple of Sundays, uh, it began uh, with New Year's Sunday on 31st. Uh, we, we, we proclaimed that this year is going to be a year of God's uh, favor in our life. This is going to be a year of God's favor in our life. And we proclaimed that in the midst of pandemic, in the midst of corona, in the midst of y'all testing positive with COVID, uh, in the midst of everything that the world is facing right now, but we as God's children can call it that this is going to be a year of God's favor. Are you with me, church? No matter what happens in the world, God is still on the throne. Nothing happens to us without the knowledge of God. Are you with me? The omniscient, all-present, all-knowing God knows everything about our life. You know what? We live every single day. And if our life is measured or numbered in terms of this Bible, this book here, we live every single day and we read the page of that particular book uh, when we uh, uh, bring that particular page and we read through it. But God knows the end at the very beginning. He's all-knowing God. He knows everything about us. You know what? And that's why we need to believe that we can believe to have the favor of God no matter what situation goes wrong around us. No matter what circumstances we may fail, but we believe that God's favor is for our good. It is for our blessing. And the promises of God are always yes and amen in Christ Jesus. That's what the word of God says. The promises of God are always yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Now, the, uh, you know, I mean, uh, two Sundays ago, I mean, on 31st night, as we were uh, bringing God's word here and uh, ministry was, uh, we were proclaiming this year is going to be a year of God's favor. I am sure like every other year, we're going to face challenges. We're going to have uh, trialing times. There are going to be people, the same old people who have backstabbed you last year, may backstab you again. The same group of people or different kind of people may walk out of your life. Your relationships will kind to come to a halt. And there are going to be things that happen in your life that has happened maybe in the past year. But even in the midst of all of that, a child of God will not be disappointed when disappointments come in your life. But you will always say, you know what? I am thankful to have the favor of God in my life. I am alive. I am still breathing. And as long as I'm alive and I'm breathing, I will praise the name of the Lord. Because His favor for my life is the spoken word of God. Listen to this very carefully. Favor of God is is, is the spoken word of God. In other words, it's the promises of God. That's the favor of God. Sometimes in our life, we have always asked people, can you do a favor? My son Josiah comes to me and, Dad, can you do me a favor? And his favor is that he wants me to go to the, uh, the, one, of the, one of the rooms on the top floor and uh, he can't go because he's scared. It's too dark. And he's like, Dad, can you do me a favor? And I know the moment he starts this conversation and he wants me to go upstairs and that's the favor he needs from, from me. The simple reason is because he's scared. He's unable. So he's found somebody who's stronger than him who who's able to conquer his fear and go above and beyond for him to go and get what he needs to get. And so my son would come to me and ask, Dad, can you do me a favor? How many times we've asked people for favor? Why do we ask them? We ask people for favor. The reason is because certain things doesn't match up in our own schedule. We are unable to do it. Maybe the resources that we have doesn't match up to what we want to do, what we want, want to get to what we want to accomplish in our life. And so we ask people who have the ability and the strength and the resources, maybe the wealth and the connections that they have, we ask them, can you do me a favor? 
I am here to declare today, God's children do not have to beg for favor. Oh, I'm here to repeat that statement again. God's children do not have to beg for favor. His promises are his favor for our life. Are you with me, church? God's promises are his favor for our life. We as God's children, we are his favorite. We are the apple of his eye. No harm will ever come close to you because we are his favor of God is the promises of God. It is the written word of God. Pastor, how do I get to know my favor? Get to know your Bible. Get to know your word. Because the more you understand God's word, you understand the favor of God over your life. And today I want to take your attention towards last week we talked about and we uh, 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 had a conversation from the life of Ruth and how uh, uh, Ruth uh, found favor in the eyes of Boaz uh, or in terms in the eyes of God. Ruth found favor and I helped our church understand Ruth uh, in the Old Testament uh, 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 is a metaphor for the New Testament church and how the New Testament church birthed out uh, and, 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 and through Christ Jesus how the New Testament church has hope for a new beginning and a new life in the midst of a pandemic I'm here to declare that we have a hope in Christ Jesus that is the favor of God but today I want to take your attention towards another portion in the Bible that is so fascinating that I believe that it's going to bless each of us as we dive into the, 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 the sermon and today I want to talk about favor over fear favor over fear I remember last year when there was a, you know, the onset of our pandemic, I remember preaching at this platform here and I preached about faith over fear. And I know a lot of pastors that I know among my pastoral friend circles, we have preached this sermon, faith over fear, because in all our social platforms and messages, I did not want it to be an agent of the announcement of the death rate and the darkness that is going on. I just wanted my platform and my church and my ministry and our social gatherings here to show that we can operate in faith when there is fear all around us. We are called to be God's light in the midst of a dark world. We are called to show God's favor in the life of everybody around us in the midst of a fearful situation. And that's why I want to title today's message as favor over fear. Can you repeat it with me? Favor over fear. Come on church. Hallelujah. Let's be Pentecostal this morning. Hallelujah. Listen. We don't just work with favor like we are fighting for it. We start with favor like we are fighting from it. A lot of us, and that's why I said in the beginning that as God's children, we don't have to beg for favor. We already know that we have God on our side. If God is for us, who can be against us? The written word of God is the promises for our sustenance. The written word of God is the, is, is, the, is the strength that we need in the midst of a weakened society, a weakened political system, a weakened world, a darkened world that we live in. This is the spoken word of God that gives us the courage and strength to stand out in the midst of anything that is trialing in our life. We don't just work 
with favor like we are fighting for it or we are begging for it. But we start with favor like we are fighting from it. The promises of God, the word of God gives us the strength to fight in this life's journey. Listen, the favor of God is his promises. It is the spoken word of God Almighty. The first thing that I want to take your attention to is the first scripture that I want to take your attention towards. It's Micah chapter 5 verse. If you're writing it down, um, uh, you can. Micah chapter 5 verse 2 uh, is a prophetic word. Micah is a prophet in the Old Testament and Micah prophesies into the life of Israel, God's children. And this is how he goes. He says, but you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be the ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old and from ancient times. Let me read that scripture and I want everybody to pay attention. Micah chapter 5 verse 2 is a prophetic word into the life of Israel. It is a prophetic word when the children of Israel are going through captivity and they are saddened by what is happening all around them. They're confused. Uh, 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 they are uh, you know, going through a season of pain and darkness and that's where prophet Micah prophesies into the life of the children of Israel. And this is what I've always seen in the Old Testament or the New Testament prophets or the prophets in God's house that they prophesy into your life and you know, because they want to see something different in your life. A prophet will see your future from God and will declare in your life. And as God's children, we receive the spoken word by faith and we operate it declaring. You know what? I know my circumstances doesn't match up to what I'm facing. I know with the given data available around me, I wouldn't be able to go further, but I still believe, believe in the promises of heaven that God's word will never change. Every single word of God is to prosper me. It's to bless me. It's to correct me and make me a person after God's own heart. Are you with me church? Praise the Lord. That's the promises of God's word. Micah replies, Micah prophesies. He says, but you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me who will be the ruler of Israel, whose origins are from old and from ancient of times you might be small whatever God birthed in your heart might be small your dream might be big but your start up to your dream is small your venture is great but whatever you're starting out might be small I am here to declare brother like I mentioned last week at our church no more you will be in the background when God decides to bring you in the foreground when God decides to bring you on the platform you will no longer linger around just in the background he will bring you to the prominence praise the Lord I also mentioned our church and I pray this is going to be a prophetic word over the life of our church and the ministry and everything that is associated to you and within your family if you started a job like 10 years ago as an entry-level position I pray and I declare you will no longer be in that position the favor of God and I pray God's children are anointed and called and I want to declare you will rule and you will subdue. That's the promises of heaven. That's the promises of heaven. Never be satisfied with what you already have. 
God wants to do more through you and the more can happen because of God's spoken word, the favor of God. And this year, mark my words, before December 31st happens, God will do what seems to be impossible with you. With your own strength, your merits, your education, your bank balance, your support system. What is impossible with you? God will. And he has done it in the past. That's the proof. He will do it again for our life. Praise the Lord. What seems to be impossible? You know, the last two weeks, I've been hearing testimonies after testimonies from some of our brothers. And I pray that when uh, some of the, uh, um, you know, things that they're working on, when it comes to the fruition, they'll come and share what the Lord has been doing ever since we declare that this is going to be a year of God's favor unprecedented move of the Holy Spirit in some of their life and in their business deals and in the things that they were stuck up with finances and how God's favor has gone before them. And I pray that but you Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small, you will never remain that. Out of you will come, out of the smallest clan of Judah will come out. Out of you will come out for me who will be the ruler over Israel. I want some parents here to believe this with me. Out of you, your children and your descendants, the presidents of America will rise up. Out of you, businesses will rise up that will take over this world. I pray out of this church, missionaries will rise up. Out of this place, social workers will rise up. Out of this congregation, I pray, people of influence will rise up. Our children will rise up to the ranks that nobody else has ever reached. And I declare the favor of God over your family and your children and your children's children. Praise the Lord. Church, do you believe that with me? Hallelujah. You know what? Dream big because you have a bigger God. You don't have to pay anything to dream. All you got to do to dream is sleep. <laughs> But when you are dreamers big, you work hard as well. In the promises of God to be fulfilled in your life. The favor of God. I pray church, this will not be a year of another year of begging for people, for favors. His favor is for you, it's before you, it's surrounding you. That's the spoken word of God over your life. Listen, you don't have to end where or how you have started. Are you with me? You don't have to end. And as God's children, you will never end the way you started. You might have started a humble beginning. Might have started very small. In the Garden of Eden, I always jokingly mention this, that every wedding I get to preach or preside or lead or solemnize, that God in the Bible, in the Garden of Eden, He created one Adam and a beautiful madam. And He blessed them, just two people. And he blessed them. He said, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. God starts small things, but he makes it to grow. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. You as an individual, married as two people. Oh, two is better than one. Married as two people come together in the understanding and the power of God. I'm here to declare with your union, greater things can and will happen in the power of the Holy Spirit. God starts smaller things. You don't have to end where you started. Your life has better and better future with God's involvement in it. 
with every single spoken words of God over your life and your future and your children, your life can become better from where it is right now. Praise the Lord. Oh, my, my prayer for my church is not that, not only that God, you bless them with wealth and prosperity and all the good things. I pray you will reach and receive all of that. But beyond that, I am praying that my church will be known as a soul winning church. A church that is after God's heart. A church that is prayerful. A church that is filled with worshipers of Jesus. When we can set our priorities right, everything else will follow us. You might have started it small, but God will make it big. You might have started it small, but out of you, oh, the smallest clan of Judah, out of you will come out the ruler of Israel. Out of you will come out the one who will subdue and take over whatever is meant for you. God says, out of you will come out. Don't limit yourself with your limitations right now. You're trying to put a cap on what God can do in your life. Can I tell you something? Believe in the favor of God today. It's a spoken word of God for your life. This year, let's make a commitment. The more we understand the word of God, the more we understand the favor of God over our life. It is the spoken word that brings deliverance in our life. I want to take your attention to another story in the New Testament. I love this person. Love this person so much that it is, she, she happens to be the mother of Jesus. She happens to be the mother of Jesus. What a beautiful story. As we see in Luke chapter 1 verse 28 to 38. Luke chapter 1 verse 28 to 38. The angel of the Lord, and if you're taking your notes right now, you can... Um, Luke chapter 1 verse 28 to 38. It says, the, the, the angel of the Lord went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. Ooh, I love that. I wish the angel of the Lord uh, will come up in my room. I know Anisha will freak out, but I will be the only person in the room alive. You know, I'm kidding. The angel of the Lord went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Verse 29. I love it. Mary was greatly troubled. I would be. Mary was greatly troubled at his words. And wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Nobody comes to my room like this and greets me. Oh, you are highly favored. Nobody has done it in the past. This is a new thing in my life. Is this, what is this going on? I'm so confused. I'm scared. I'm fearful. The angel of the Lord came to her and said, Mary, greetings, you're highly favored. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Verse 30. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Listen, when you read through verse 28, I want to bring you a point here if you're writing it down. God usually and oftentimes shows up in places that we are least expecting Him. Are you with me church? God oftentimes shows up in places that we are least expecting Him. Well, expectation is good. We come to God's house with expectation of miracles, wonders, signs and all of that. But in the midst of a least expected place. The angel of the Lord shows up in the life of me. She was not waiting for it. She was not thinking about it. She was engaged. 
but she was not thinking about, you know, whatever needs to happen. She was just waiting for her wedding to happen. Like everybody who is engaged and just thinking about the wedding day, everybody who is engaged, you put a ring on your partner. You're like, you know, I can't wait to kiss my bride on that day that I'll be wedded. She's just waiting. But then in the midst of all of that, the angel of the Lord appears. She's confused. She is scared. Listen, when the angel talks to you about being highly favored, in the story here, favor looks a bit different in the life of Mary. And I wonder how many of us in this room right now can relate our story with the story of Mary. Listen, for Mary... Favor was inconvenient, it was an interruption, and you also say, see a trace of insecurity. Listen to this. For Mary, it was inconvenient, it was an interruption, and it was uh, in insecurity that was leading her to. That was favor in Mary's life. I wonder how many people in this room right now, you're going through a season of being inconvenient because the favor of God just showed up in your life. Something that you planned on doing, but God wanted you to do something else. You don't know, we don't know how God's thing will end up in our life and be better for our future. But maybe in the limited capacity of our brain's function, we have calculated whatever we wanted to do for the next five years. We're like, you know what? I have a five-year plan. My five-year plan is so cool. I just want to get married. I, have, I need all of these things that I planned out for my children. My bank, my resources, everything that I planned out. My life is so scheduled. My five-year plan looks great. And God says, you know what? I'm about to send you in a place of being inconvenient. I'm going to interrupt your story right now. I am going to do it because I want to feel a bit of insecurity. Because when all of this adds in your life, it means you're still in the favorite. Or you are the favor. And you have the favor of God in your life. Listen, in verse 30, fear and favor comes in the same sentence. It's in the same verse, verse 30. Let's read it together. But the angel of the Lord said, do not be afraid. You have found favor in God's eyes. You see, favor and fear has come together in the life of God's favorite child. I wonder how many people in this room right now, in the onset of the Omicron virus, but I want to declare in the name of Jesus, He's all-knowing, He's omnipotent, He's omniscient, He's the wonderful King still on the throne. A thousand may fall at my side, ten thousand at my right side. It will never harm you because you are God's favorite. You have the favor of heaven over your life. God will lead you and your family believe in it do not operate in fear have favor of God over your fear how does it happen you declare the promises of God you declare the spoken words of God over every fearful situation memorize it anytime you face trouble in your life use the word of the Lord speak the word of the Lord this word is God's favor over your life this word is his favor over everything that you wanted to do, speak the word of God. Read and meditate this word in the year 2022. I'm here to declare God's blessing will be 
behind your life. Verse 30, fear and favor comes in the same sentence. Listen, when you experience God's favor in your life, look out for things that are fearful as well. Certain things that you've never done in the past. Things that have challenged you perhaps in the past. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How, are you with me, church? Maybe one day the pastor will ask you, you know, brother, I want you to preach at church one Sunday. You've not done it in the past. But I'm here to declare, if that's what God has called you to do, you just prepare, stand up, pray and stand up. He will fill you up with confidence. Praise the Lord. I've seen it in the past so many times with people all around me. And I'm here to declare today, out of you, like Micah prophesied, will come out the ruler, the conqueror that God has anointed and appointed. I'm taking my church in a journey here. Micah prophesies about Jesus. In the book of Luke, the angel of the Lord comes and visits Mary and declares, greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And he goes on uh, from verse um, 32 onwards. It says, he will be great. Jesus will be great and will be called the son of most high. The Lord God will give him throne of his father, David. He will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end and then Mary asks how will this be the uh, how will this be Mary asked the angel since I'm a virgin the angel answered the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the most high will overshadow you so the holy one uh, to be born will be called son of God even Elizabeth your relative is going to have a child in her old age and she who said to be unable to conceive is in her second trimester, in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I love verse 37. For no word from God will ever fail. That's what the angel of the Lord replied to Mary's confused situation. For no word of God will ever fail as a pastor on the second Sunday of 2022. I am here to declare, mark my words, no word of God will ever fail in your life. Every promises of God, everything that he has called you to will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Listen, for no word of God will ever fail in your life. I'm the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. It's one thing to hear the promises of God. It's another thing to accept the promises of God. A lot of us hear the word of God every single Sunday. You're on social media, we hear, we're bombarded by the wealth of social media's sermon collection. It's all great. It's one thing to hear it on a TikTok or a sermon reel or, or wherever, whatever platform you get to hear. It's another thing to receive it. Mary could have just heard it and not obeyed it at all, but she obeyed. She chose to accept and she said, for I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled in my life, in my limitation, in the place that I am. I know it's going to be inconvenient. I know it's not something I planned out. I know this is not relevant for me. 
but still I'm here to surrender myself to the plan of heaven to take place. See, for favor, look, favor looked a bit different in the life of Mary. It was, like I mentioned, it was inconvenient. It was an interruption. It led her to her insecurities. But even though it was all of the above mentioned, she decided to say, God, your word be fulfilled in my life. I am here to, I am just surrendering. I don't know, Lord. I've never experienced this in the past. I've never heard anybody say this in the past. This is, the for, this is happening for the very first time, Lord. But I surrender. I surrender. Because I believe the favor of God over my life. It is a spoken word of the Almighty God. But I want you to understand the backdrop of the story. We've read and understood from Micah chapter 5 verse 7. We saw how prophet Micah is prophesying into the life of Israel. We read from Luke chapter 1 and we saw how uh, 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 Luke is actually writing the story down about narrating the story of Mary's experience and encounter with the angel. But you have to understand this all of the story burst out in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 35 verse 16 to 19 is a backdrop of the story. Genesis chapter 35, verse 16 to 19. It's a story where Jacob is actually traveling with his wives, his, his people, all his clan, descendants, and everybody, his wealth. He's traveling. It says, verse 16 says, Then they moved on from Bethel. When they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth and had great difficulty. And as she was having great difficulty in childbirth, the midwife said to her, don't despair for you have another son. As she breathed her last, for she was dying, she named her son Ben-Oni. But his father named him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, which is also known as Bethlehem in today's terms. Listen to this very carefully. I want you to understand the prophetic word and the backdrop of this story here. Listen to some of the meanings of this scriptures here. Ephrath means fruitful. Bethlehem means the house of bread. Ephrath means being fruitful. They moved on from Bethel, the house of God, where the portal of heaven once opened up in the life of Jacob when he was in the wilderness. God came down. God spoke to his son. A ladder from heaven descended and he saw angels ascending and descending. He heard the promise of God in Bethel. That's where he's moving out from. From Bethel, he's trekking to a new place along with his family, going to the place known as fruitful Ephrath but before he could reach there while they were still at some distance from Ephrath Rachel began to give birth I'm here to declare I don't I wonder how many people are in this room God has called you to your promise your fruitful place but there are some things that are just following you there are some things from the past that are just hooking you and never allowing you to reach your effort never allowing you to reach the place of you being fruitful I am here to curse that demon in the name of Jesus any obstacle any 
anything that has come thus far behind you. In Jesus name, I bind you right now. I want the church to understand. Jacob is on a journey to the place called this fruitful. All of us, we are on a journey. The journey of our heaven. Your wealth, your well-being, your health is all good. I love it. God bless you with the riches of the world. That's a blessing for God's children. But as a pastor, I'm concerned. And I pray that each of us will be with our Savior at the trumpet's call. That's my prayer in this generation. I pray for education of our children, all the blessings of heaven. But see, K. Festa kingdom of God and everything else will be I pray that we will not lose our sight from our Savior's face we continue to choose him that's how favor follows you praise the Lord you honor God's word and favor will honor you surround you go before you go surround you in every aspect of your life I wonder how many people are unable to reach your place of being fruitful in your job, in your school, in the places of your influence. In Jesus' name, the story is rewritten this year. The story and the page is turning this year. And I declare under the sound of my voice today, you will reach your place of effort that God has claimed and called you to. To be in that place. If you are in ministry and you're serving God's children and you wonder you are in a place of effort, I declare under the name that is above every name, you will reach the place where God has called you. Praise the Lord. Rachel gave birth to her son, but Rachel named her son Ben Oni. Based on her experience, she named her son Ben-Oni. Listen to this. Ben-Oni means trouble, pain. I am giving birth to my child in pain. I am delivering my child in pain. We see another story in the Bible which goes on a similar uh, wavelength of what, ha what is happening with Rachel. But when you look at this story here, She's giving birth in pain and she names her son Benoni, the son of pain and trouble in my life. See, her experience, her experience in that season gave birth or she labeled her experience as painful. Her experience of what she has been through has made us label her life, her year, her future. That it will be a year of pain. It will be a year of trouble. It's going to be a future filled with shame and guilt and darkness. But as God's children, I am thankful for people and men and women who rise up in any occasion to declare the word of God. Jacob rose up. Jacob said, no, my son will not be called Ben-Oni. My son will be called Benjamin. Benjamin. 
Benjamin means son of my right hand, which means he's the ruler. Out of him will come the most powerful, the most anointed one that Israel has ever seen. Out of Benjamin will come the kings that will rule Israel. Out of Benjamin will come out people who will subdue, rule, and come. Out of Benjamin will come out of people who will rule this world. I'm here to declare. I wonder how many of you have named and labeled yourself Ben only because of a past experience in your life. But I am here to declare it's about time for you to change that label. It's about time for you to take that label off. It's about time for you to take those lids off. But in Jesus' name, I am here to declare it's no longer son of pain. It's going to be the son of my right hand. He has the supreme authority. Kings of Israel came out of, out of Benjamin. And that's why Micah prophesied. It was a very smallish tribe. Micah prophesied in 5 verse 7. He said, Benjamin. And he says, you know, um, in, in, but you Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me who will be the ruler over Israel whose origins are from old. How God just turned things around. If you look at the story, you understand. God in the Bible, He knows the beginning. He knows the end at the very beginning. In Genesis, He knows what's going to happen in Revelation. Hallelujah. Brother and sister, you might be 50, you might be 60, you might be 65, you might be 80. And some of us, the moment we hit 50, we're like, you know what? Now I'm on my downhill. You know what? I don't want to do too much crazy stuff because I'm, I'm going to die very soon. Brother, sister, I rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. You are still soaring in your 30s. You're still soaring in your 20s. When you hit your 60s, you will do greater things for God than any of the young people put together. This year, mark my words, you will do things that glorify God's house and His kingdom. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you are excited God's in, to be in God's house? I'm challenging some people here. <laughs> Benoni means the son of my trouble. Benjamin means the son of my right hand. The son of my right hand. Listen, Rachel names her son, a child based on our experience. The origin of Benjamin results in the kingly tribe of Israel however his father who just lost the only woman whom he longed for he worked hard for 14 years his beloved wife to obtain decides to labor listen to this not according to what he is going to bury but what birthed out from what was buried listen to this very carefully Jacob decided to relabel, to rename, not on what Rachel experienced, but what he saw in the outcome of what Rachel experienced. Jacob, when he was burying Rachel, he called my son, who just birthed out from my dead wife, will no longer be called the son of pain, but the son of my right hand decides to label, not according to what he is going to bury, but what was birthed out from what he buried. I wonder how many people in this season you have buried 
your blessings because somebody else's experience. You have labeled your life based on that. You labeled your life based on some experience that has hindered and come in your way of God's blessing. You have just labeled and you say, you know what? I think this is it. This is the end of it. I am not going to make it. My family's not going to make it. My children will never make it. Brother, sister, father, mother, whoever this message belongs to today, you have the authority to rename everything. To relabel what past has put behind you. What is behind you is always meant to be behind you. God has called you to have a sight in the future. Look at my Savior's face and walk through the grimsom of his cross. And he says, I will bless you. Listen, label your life not according to what you have buried, but what has birthed out of that burial site. Your dreams cannot be dead. God says, I'm going to make it happen. Many of us might have had to bury a lot last year. Their dreams, things that you plan on doing. But can I declare, words of God are like seeds. Seed falls to the ground. The ground recognizes the power and the potential within the seed. In due time and season, the seed explodes New life comes out. That's the power of God's word. I pray every single word that is proclaimed from this platform. I pray every single word that is proclaimed from this place, this pulpit. It's like seed falling in fertile ground. In times of trouble, seasons of despair and darkness. I pray this word will come out. And give you life. This word will sustain you throughout this year. Let's look into verse 19. Rachel was buried in Bethlehem. But Micah said, out of Bethlehem will be born a ruler. What was buried in Bethlehem. But out of Bethlehem will be born, will born a, a ruler. What is your Bethlehem today? Let me ask you this question. What is your Bethlehem this season? What has been your Bethlehem where you have buried some of your blessings or promises of God? Micah prophesied what Jacob buried and where Jacob buried out of Bethlehem will come out. The ruler and the savior of humanity. That's the promise of God's word. In your New Testament, the angel of the Lord appears to Mary to declare, Hey Mary, you are highly favored. But you see the trace and the connections leading past in the Old Testament. Jacob, you are highly favored. Jacob, I have seen you. I have called you. Your descendants will take over will subdue and will rule out of Bethlehem, will come out the ruler of Israel. Where you have buried out of Bethlehem, the place where you had disappointment, the same place I am going to turn the tables around this time, the same place I am going to honor you. I am going to reward you 
Micah prophesies, out of Bethlehem comes out your deliverer, your redeemer, your savior. Can I have the worship team behind, behind me? As we go into a time of worship here, I want you to understand, always know your facts and your data that you've collected are true. No doubt about it. The facts that you know are based on the data that has been given to you and the experiences that you have in the past and all that is correct. You tested positive with COVID-19, which is true. Well, 50-50, I don't know if it's true, but... <laughs> the data that has been given all around you might be true. It's great, wonderful. But this season, understand, God's favor is over any given facts around you. The reason I share this is because God's favor gives you the faith to believe in Him. God's favor enables you to believe in a Him in any given circumstances of life. For Mary, she had all our data together. With every data available, she cannot be conceived without the help of another man involved in our life. The data is true. It is factual. It's no wrong about it at all. But she chose to believe. Mary, you are highly favored. The Holy Spirit will come over you. The Most High God will overshadow you. You will birth out what generations have been waiting for. You will birth out what generations are waiting for. You will birth out what generations have been waiting for. You will birth out what generations are waiting for. And I'm here to declare in the name that is above every name, this season, let's operate in faith, in favor of God. His favor is for your blessing. Can we all rise up in God's house? His favor is for our blessing this season this season brother says what is your Bethlehem out of that God says someone will come who will be the ruler what you have buried there I'm here to declare God is going to declare things will birth out in the name of Jesus verse 34 Verse 34, I'm going to pause here. I'm going to wind up here. Two minutes. Verse 34, when you read through that, you see verse 34 says, How will this be? It's a legit question that everybody in this room might ask. How will this be? How is this, how is this happening in my life? This is not possible. I don't care, you know, but it's not possible, God. This is not happening at all. How Will this be Mary as the angel since I am a virgin? The angel asked, answered, the Holy Spirit will come over your life. Listen, Mary asked the angel how, the angel replied with who? I wonder how many people in this room you're asking this question. Lord, you've given me this idea. You've given me this dream. It's all good and great, 
but how is this going to happen? I don't have the resources. I don't have the ability. I don't have the education. I don't even know how to fill out a good resume. Lord, I don't know how this is going to happen. But I know you put a dream in my heart and I'm working hard towards it, Lord. God says, His answer to your how is the who is going to help you. You, you, I wonder how many people in this room you're asking the Lord, Lord, how is this going to happen? God says, to your how, I am the who. I am the I am that I have said in the past. I am the I am that I said right now. I am the Lord God Almighty. I am sovereign over every thought that you have in your life right now. If I have called you to do it, I will make you do it. I'll make you do it. To your how, God answers with this who. It is the Holy Spirit. It is the presence of God. It is God Himself in our life. Listen, brothers, sisters, out of Bethlehem came Jacob's greatest pain. Out of Bethlehem came God's greatest purpose. Let me repeat that. Out of Bethlehem came Jacob's great pain. Out of Bethlehem came God's greatest purpose. The facts and data are bad, but the favor of God is greater. Let me repeat that. The facts and the data around you are bad, but the favor of God for you and this season is greater. Favor will cause policies to change, rules to change, regulations and laws to be changed and reversed for your advantage. You are in the favor of the one who is sovereign and the highest of all authorities. And when he causes policies to be changed, there is nothing anyone else can do about it. He can suspend, reverse, override laws in favor of you. I don't care who is on throne in the earthly realm, but my God is still on the throne as long as He declares the word. His promises are yes and amen for me and you. Families, you might be going through some very difficult season, the onset of this new year, or might go through something difficult this year, but I want you to remember this word. This is the year of God's favor. When you go through the darkest valleys of your life, His light will shine the brightest. God said so. He said so. I am alive. I can face my tomorrow.